This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 252 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Emmys, Tarts, and Whirlybirds. Please support our sponsor as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com, and Horse Quencher can be found at horsequencher.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Glenda Geek And I'm Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena Howdy, Glenn. What's hey, happening? Uh, just same old stuff. I just wanted to make sure that all our Stable Scoop listeners know that you've been uh, a regular over on Horses in the Morning. And if they want to get some extra Helena B, stop <laughs> over to Horses in the Morning on Wednesday mornings and play our Wheel of Trivia. We want you to call in and play and win lots of cool prizes. I'm starting to totally dig the Wheel of Trivia. <laughs> At first, I was like really intimidated by it. I mean, being on a live show is different than being on a tape show, but um, and it's it's intimidating. But I'm starting to find my groove, and Wheel of Trivia is wicked fun. You guys should. And whoa, okay, can I just say for a minute, the prizes that you guys give away are really good. Yeah, we have some sponsors giving away some really really good stuff. There's actually over five hundred dollars worth of prizes on the wheel every week. It's uh, that's some helmets good, like, and yeah, breeches and it's really good stuff. Yeah, and and the um. Yeah, the breeches, the carrots breeches. Whoever, I can't even remember the woman who won them. I was like, oh, I want those breeches. So, (laughs) yeah, if you're listening to Stable Scoop and you've not yet tuned in to Horses in the Morning, definitely try Wednesday mornings because Wheel of Trivia rocks. Helena's filling in for my co-host, Jamie, who had a baby. She's out on maternity leave. So uh, if you give us a call at 9.05 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday mornings, at 347-637-3238, what we do is we ask you one horsey trivia question, and if you get that right, we spin the wheel and you win a prize. It's that easy. So It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll, Or just go to, um, go to Horses in the Morning on Facebook, and the phone number is there, and, yep. or horsesinthemorning.com, and the phone number is there. But definitely get that phone number. Yeah, we love, we love having and, it. And say you're a listener to Stable Scoop. You know, tell us that you're a listener to Stable Scoop. We want to hear from you. Yeah, maybe we'll give you an easy question. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She'll, Helena will pick the easy one. I Jennifer makes that. the questions. And sometimes they're easy and sometimes they're sometimes tough. They're it depends. Fun. And it depends on what discipline, you know. Like if you're a Western rider, you might get a show jumping question. Not that we do that on purpose because no. we, don't, we don't really want to know. Maybe we'll ask you, like, you know, how many horses you have or and something. And we usually have categories. You can pick from different categories of questions. Uh, yeah. But I got to tell you, Jamie, uh, my co-host regularly on Horses in the Morning, really punked us last week. She called in and made believe she was someone else to play and... Uh, uh, it was actually her, and uh, she got us. I got to tell you, she got me. Uh, and she and, got you. And I know she had she you. Had me, she yeah. had me for like the first thirty seconds, and then she said something. I'm like, oh, that's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to hear from her too. 
So, uh, yeah, and also um, there was something else I wanted to bring up, and now I've totally lost it. I don't remember what it is. Well, we have a lot of guests lined up for today's show. We have a couple of our regular segments. We have Jody, uh, who's going to be here, and, of course, she is from Dear Murray, the unsolicited advice column. And we're going to find out what Murray's been talking about and pick another one of his topics to to, uh, talk about. Plus, we also have Kat from Eat Your Tart Out, talking food again this week. And then Darlie Newman, uh, she's going to be on with us of Equitrekking fame because she just won another Emmy. Ugh. Daytime Emmy for photography. And she, <sighs> she's going to be where I have to congratulate her again. It seems like, you know, since, and actually, she was one of our first guests way back when, and we were congratulating her then for an Emmy. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she came out of the gates uh, with a quality show. Yep, yep. So, she, sure. so we're looking forward to uh, chatting with her again. She's always a fun interview. But uh, what else have you got going on? Oh, and uh, Jennifer's in the room. Coach Jen says hello, Helena. Oh, hi, Coach Jen. Well, we've got... We, it's Abscess studio. Week here. Oh, Abscess Week. Oh, fun. It's Abscess Week. Yeah. We have Are a you, slow... Do you have an Abscess or one of your horses? Oh, Brody has an Abscess. Yeah. Well, we're, we're pretty sure it's an Abscess at this point. We, Has it it's, popped yet? It's probably high up. I'll probably have to get a boot, like a medicine boot and a soaking boot. But um, I've been soaking his foot in a water bucket. And at first I was using like a feed bucket, like one of those yep, rubber the flat ones. Yeah. The th- yeah. 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 And um, let's just say that my barn floor is really clean. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved to the water bucket, which was better. Um, and that he, he only knocks it over once per soaking. So which is better than like three or four times. But I went through Epsom salts, like, Three bags oh, yeah. of Epsom salts because every time he knocks it over, you got to refill it. And, and you I'm have like, to buy the that. big bags of that. Yeah. So I'm just going to invest in a medicine boot and a um, the soaking boots. They do make it a lot easier. Yeah, it's when he first arrived at my barn, he had an abscess. His feet were very poorly taken care of by his previous owners, and so I thought that perhaps the abscess was due to just neglect. But um, he, well, he he ripped a chunk of hoof wall off of his right. Uh, right front hoof. It's not huge, but it's enough for, you know, bad stuff to get in there and work its way up. So if he's prone to it, then it's a small investment. It'll just make your life a lot easier. (laughs) Just make it so much easier. I need to get one of those on the Wheel of Trivia and you can call in and play. Am I allowed to? No. Uh, Seeing you're helping with it right now, that would be kind of... uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you know, nothing says your friends can't call in and play. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I just yeah. have to wrangle the uh, the prize away from them. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else is good here, so I've been itching to ride. I haven't been able to ride for a while, and that's kind of getting you know that gets me a little it's antsy. Always it's always something. something. It's either you're hurt or the horse is hurt, or you know, I mean, you loosely <laughs> everybody. You know, meaning everybody. There's always something that keeps us from riding for whatever reason. I, but I have to tell you, we, I'm down to one horse. I don't know if I mentioned this in last week's show, but I'm down to one horse. What's that like? Well, because Brody is a very confident, easygoing guy and has no problem being alone, that's, it's pretty awesome. And boy, cleaning the stall t- doesn't take any time at all, does it? Well, I don't even have to clean because he poops outside. Uh, he does occasionally pee in his stall. Um, he naps inside, which is nice. And but he he can come and go as he please. It's basically like an in and out. So um, I 
yeah, I don't even have to muck stalls that often. But I, I do feel badly for him because, you know, horses are, are they're social animals or herd animals. And I know he would like company because he does appreciate us. Like when Grace and I go out there to hang out with him, he's right up there in our faces, like socializing and engaging with us. So we will get him. Um, we're looking for a small horse for Grace or a pony. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but in the meantime, he's it's great. <laughs> It's so easy. Now I just wish like now that I have all this time to ride. <laughs> we always said there's there's lines uh with the number of horses you have. At uh you know, one and two is easy. When you get to three, there's a level where it gets significantly harder. When you get to seven, it's like the work triples. Um and then when you get to twelve or thirteen, there's the line that when you cross that, you you might you have to have help. Well, um, 12 or 13, oh, my God, I needed help with three horses. <laughs> That's what I but mean. it's There's true. Three, one seven, two, and 13 is, are the numbers. Uh, three, I can definitely testify that three horses is way more work than two horses. I don't know how or why. It seems like it would just be a third more work, but it's not. It's it, not. No, it's it, not. It's not. It's crazy. I know somebody's always knocking fences down and, like, yeah. I've been saying this forever, and uh, on the morning show, Jamie Jamie had uh, has always had six, and she, her place is really set up for six or seven. And when she got to seventh, she said, "You're absolutely right." She said, "It just doubled the amount of work I had um, when you went to that seventh horse." I don't know why that is, and it doesn't make any logical sense, but it just is. Yeah. You know, it's a law of horsedom. It's a law of horsedom. Murphy's law. <laughs> Speaking Murphy's of laws, law. speaking of Murray, let's head over next uh, for our first interview with Jody at Misfit Designs, who uh, who helps Murray out writing his Dear Murray column every month. And I know she has another one that she wants to chat about today. And I, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about whirlybirds. So let's find out from Jody what's going on right after this. It's Kentucky Performance Products Nutrition Minute. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in Microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, 
in a natural form so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, hi, Jody, and thank you for joining us again on behalf of Murray. Good morning, Glenn and Helena. Good to be here. And, of course, Jody is the one that helps Murray with his Dear Murray Unsolicited Advice column that you can find on Facebook and uh, a winner of uh, a social media award this year for the best talking animal. So uh, what are we talking about this week? He did a post recently that uh, I found interesting. Well, uh, Murray writes every now and then he offers an unsolicited advice column because there is stuff you need to know whether you ask about it or not. (laughs) And he wrote one called What's in a Name? It's pretty much what Alina and I do every week on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is, this is Murray's advice on, on naming your animals, horses, cats, dogs, whatever. We try to live up to your expectations. That includes living up to our names. So if you name us Hooligan or Flash or Diablo or Whirlybird or Volcano or Buck, you are asking for it. You might as well name us, dump us out on the trail and run back to the barn or... Be perfect until you get to the show and then forget everything you ever knew. (laughs) Next time you need to give us a name, you might want to consider your selection more carefully. Things might go a lot better for you if you name us Excellent Boy or Perfect Girl or Please Don't Hurt Yourself the Week Before the Show or Don't Let My Husband Find Out How Much a Horse Really Costs. It's like what we whatever we name our animals it's kind of self fulfilling prophecy. It's like you don't name your racehorse sloth. You know, you're just really not asking for success that way. That's true. If you hear about uh, some of the great racehorses and racehorses we've covered some of the funny racehorse names there are out there. Uh but n- none of those horses actually ever do very well. Um <laughs> You know, your great racehorses in history, Secretariat and Man of War. I mean, they're all got, you know, cool. Oh, yeah, those are, yeah. Those are manly. I'm going to win names. names. Yeah. Well, uh, you had, know, we had a horse in our barn who's, who's, um, who was a, had actually quite a bit of success on the track, and his name was Suction. <laughs> I figure you give a horse a name like Suction, they're going to have to run or they're going to get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. We have a cat named the Beast, and you know what? It is self-fulfilling in his case. So uh, kind of getting that. You know, it's, it, I kind of think this might be true. Have you ever had any one that were self-fulfilling, Helena? Well, I, I, did break, um, I did break one of the laws of horsemanship, and I renamed a horse who already had a name. And I got... And it all blew up in my face. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was a law. I, I, I renamed Murray's name when I got him. His name was not Murray. He had a name that was totally not him. Mm. And I immediately renamed him. His, uh, he told me his name was Murray, though. I, I don't think we name animals. I really kind of think we listen to them and they tell yes, us what their names I are. I totally so agree with telling, that. Maybe yeah. when they're telling us, you need to name me Volcano, maybe we should be listening to that and, you know, <laughs> I take it as a hint. <laughs> Do, do you guys do what we do when we get a new horse in? We wait a while to name it. We try, wait a couple of days. We don't do it immediately because we want to see what their personality is before we name any animal. Right. I, I think they yeah. tell us what their names are. Yeah. 
I yes, agree with agreed. you totally. Agreed. They do tell us what their names are. I have, well, yeah, they do. Um, What's your dog's name, the 300-pounder? Well, she came with her name. Her name oh. is Bella. My, Bella. my father named her. But we have an orange male cat named Gino Tangerino. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, he's a Gino Tangerino. <laughs> He yeah, might be you have orange a for a few days, and you're you're getting you're getting the vibe that you're supposed to name him um, Explosion or <laughs> or um, something like that. Maybe you need to send him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the yeah. way, the girls that goes for guys too when you're dating. Just saying, you can't name your boyfriends. Yeah, but if they come, you know, and, well, and you after a couple can. days, you just can't really tell them that. Yeah. You, can, well, you can give them nicknames. You can give them nicknames. Yeah, like hot stuff. <laughs> Hot stuff or wear yeah. pants around ankles or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Playa. <laughs> well, I, I gave Murray his show name. I gave him the show name Lucky Me. And I will tell you that that was very self-fulfilling in a good way from the day I had him. So, Oh, cool. All I've got to say is choose your names carefully. Well, that's very cool. Now, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, of... And I'll tell you something else about a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. This is... Um, Murray's registered jockey name was Phantom Writer. And many, many years down the road, he is sort of a phantom writer now. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Well, you know, it, it is interesting, the different names that uh, we've heard for horses. And you go to horse shows and you hear, the, you hear the official names usually at horse shows. But when you hear the barn name, you get the real name. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you realize what's going on when you hear the barn name. Well, yes, this is true. Yeah. Like if it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you get your fancy show name and then the horse is named like Benny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Duke. Well, the quarter horses Duke. in particular <laughs> tend to have, I mean, they're almost like royal names. They're like 15 surnames. Yes. But you can't pronounce any of them either. Everybody back in the line that had anything to do with the lineage. Exactly. You're exactly right. You're right. It is sort of like royalty with the quarter horses. Uh, whereas the thoroughbreds just trying to, you know, they, they come out with some odd ones sometimes just because they're trying to match mom and dad and, you know, get a name out of it that hasn't been taken yet. So That's where suction came from. The the one parent was named Conduction and the other was Such a Rose. So they put together Such a Rose and Conduction and somebody got suction. Not sure that's a great name for a racer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You got you to gotta run with a name like that. <laughs> Can you hear like that one coming down the backstretch? The, <laughs> like they used to say about the jelly called Smuckers. With a name like Smuckers, it's got to be good. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we actually, uh, when we were in Lexington, we were we uh, lived not too far from the Smuckers jelly plant. So. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm. You guys are making me hungry now, and I'm stuck recording this show. I want to go have a big peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Where can people find out more about Murray and, and his columns? Murray's column is on Facebook, and you can Google Dear Murray, and it will come up. He's been on a bit of a hiatus while his person's computer has been at the Apple Store. It's like being uh, without an appendage, <laughs> but um, that's back and running, so... You know, they're named geniuses that were working on Murray's computer, and sometimes I don't think that's so aptly named. Just the Genius no, Bar. You go to a place called the Genius Bar, and you cannot get a drink. And I'll tell you, when you're at a Genius Bar with a broken machine, you need a drink. So oh, my God. You need a drink anytime you walk into the Apple store. <laughs> no I kidding. know. But having a Genius Bar and not actually being able to get a drink is... Yeah, Probably. I wonder if they were setting themselves up for failure with that. I, I mean, I understand marketing-wise, but there's a lot of expectation there. 
uh, you know, when you're calling the 20 year old pimply kids geniuses, I mean, um, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of expectation. And they are, they're technical geniuses, but that you still need a drink when you go. There. <laughs> Still need a drink. Just Don't saying. call it a bar if you can't get me some sort of alcoholic beverage. <laughs> that's the, that's the motto for the go better. <laughs> Don't call it a bar unless you're serving you drinks. Drink. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. <laughs> you're welcome. Next up, we have one of our favorite guests, and that's Kat from Eat Your Tart Out. Kat is the proprietress of this yummy food blog, which features all kinds of recipes and food photos that will make you drool in your lap. And um, advice and nutrition tips and shopping tips. It's really one of my favorite food blogs. So we're going to welcome Kat from Eat Your Tart Out. Well, hi, Kat, and welcome back to the show. Hi there. Thank you guys for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you about something because Jennifer keeps bringing this up and she keeps saying, I got to figure out how to do that because I think it's so cool. And you do it. You have it on your blog, Eat Your Tart Out. Uh, And it's Eat Your Tart Out, (laughs) T-A-R-T-E.com. tart out um so you do cupcakes in a jar and i just think they're so cool looking one and so convenient especially if you like going to a horse show or something yeah well this is one of those things that you know most of us nowadays we get sucked into pinterest and when you're there you spend hours and hours and i get stuck into all the food stuff and i kept seeing all these really great ideas and When I moved to Missouri recently, I wanted to really get involved in our farmer's market, which would give me a good way to kind of get out and meet people and get involved with the food community. And so I needed something for presentation. And then back in my mind, I remembered Pinterest and there was these cupcakes in a jar. I was like, you know what? That would be really cool. Nobody else would do it. And it would just make a lot of sense. It would be something fun. And what I really thought and what I'm learning more and more is that not only do cupcakes in a jar work really well for like picnics because you're not having to take a container that's going to topple over in the car and make a mess. You can also have them for long car rides. So they're really good for just you. I tie a spoon, a wooden spoon on the outside of mine. And I see a lot of kids that will go into the car right away and go on long car trips and they don't make messes like they would with normal cupcakes because they have the spoon and they have the jar. Uh, They also make really great hostess gifts or it's just good for traveling. So all in all, cupcakes in a jar are amazing. (laughs) Now, do you use like can you use your regular cupcake? How do you do it? Okay. Well, well, I in my blog post, I basically, because I had a lot of people at the farmer's market asking me, and I wanted to sell them as I make really high-end, I really use the best ingredients, but you can use any ingredients, your favorite cake mixes, your favorite frostings, fillings, whatever. But And I give pointers on what I've learned, uh, different tips I've picked up, things not to do, things to do. But the basis of it is, is you're taking a mason jar, a small mason jar, and you're putting your cupcake mix into it, and you're baking them in the oven. In the mason and, jar. Yeah, in your mason jar. So and not that's without, why it's important it's mason jars and not some cheap jars because they'll crack in the oven. Exactly. Well, I don't know that they wouldn't. <clears throat> I actually use Care uh, jars, which is just another brand of mason jars. Yeah, you can yeah. use Ball or all those. Yeah, but, I meant something that's made for cooking at high temperatures as opposed to tr- taking your maybe jelly jar and trying to convert it. Or that might work too. I don't know. Yeah, well, these are jelly jars essentially. Yeah. I just happen to use them for cupcakes. But the biggest thing is, is that um, with glass baking, if you put in a cold, um, let's say a cold container into a hot oven, you risk cracking them. Right. So this for the, I haven't had any problems. I typically, what I'll do is I'll put my filled jars onto a cookie sheet and I'll put them in the oven 
And you can use any recipe. I mean, for me, the biggest thing is, is, um, you're going to have a clear jar. So people are going to be able to see through like last week I made these blue velvet cupcakes. And while I had a clear jar, you couldn't really see the blue because they, when they cooked the outside turned brown. So mm. those are things you kind of have to be a little bit more aware of. And that glass also takes a longer time for baking. Aside from that, you can use just about any recipe you wanted for brownies. Uh, you could do cookies. They're just going to take a little bit longer. And then now, so you cook the cake in there and then you're icing them right in the jar. Do you use a, a piping bag or something yes. like that? Yes, because again, with the whole clear view of everything, um, if you just try and glob it in there, it's going to look really, really bad. And trust me, I've tried it where I didn't have enough frosting and I'm like trying with a spoon to spread it out and it looks terrible. So I always recommend making more frosting than you think you'll need and then using a piping bag or a Ziploc bag and cutting the corner mm -hmm. off. And just kind of putting it in there. And that's how I also fill them as well because mm -hmm. the same thing. If you just try and take a scoop and scoop your batter into the jars, you'll get sides that run down. And when they bake, they'll look really bad. Yeah, they'll look messy. Yes, How absolutely. about the fill height? Because, you know, how high do you fill it? Because cakes do rise some, so... They do. And that's one of those things in my uh, blog post I kind of write about is, is that you have to test it. And more times than not, I usually recommend. And when I'm testing out recipes, I always do one jar at a time. And while it's not efficient for the oven's sake and having your house heated up in the summertime, I do recommend putting the batter in one jar at a time and seeing, like you say, all right, I'm going to fill it halfway and see where it ends up. Because Depending on my recipes, some I've filled halfway and they've filled completely to top and then I have no room for frosting. Or other times I've filled them halfway and that's exactly where they sat. So every batter is going to be a little bit different um, and there's no real good way other than sampling it out to see what's going to happen. That makes sense. And how about, you know, I always, uh, do, I always do the pan the way my mom taught me. Right, which was, uh, you know, you take your shortening and you rub it all over the pan and then you put your flour on, yep. you know, to, uh, to make your pan. How about the jars? Do you do anything? No, I don't. And okay. I found, and that's an, I tried to go through as many different scenarios as I could in my blog post about these different kinds of things. But with the shortening or the spray, I found that sometimes if you get it, again, you don't know where your batter is going to basically settle out when it's done baking. And you get that residue, which normally you wouldn't see if you didn't like in a muffin tin or something like that. But you will see it because it's a glass and clear jar. And because you're going to be digging these out with a spoon, I haven't found any reason to actually put the shortening or anything in it. I found that kind of being in the jar, it retains a lot of the moisture. Uh, so you're not getting it like caked and crisp, you know, on the outside where you can't actually scoop it out of there. So I haven't had any problem with that. Well, and the other thing too is, if you have your cake layer base, you could put, you could put, let's say it was some kind of white cake, and you put a strawberry layer and then a cream layer. Because you're eating it with the spoon, it's all going to get mixed up. Unlike sometimes when it's on your plate. Yes, absolutely. And I think in one of my uh, pictures I put on there, I made this banana caramel uh, cream pie, I guess if you will, cake. And it had this. It was a beautiful kind of like sponge cake, and then I layered it with a caramel. Um, banana sauce and then on top I put frosting and I just layered it you know sometimes people if they want they can fill the middle of the cupcake but because you can see it I thought it would be a lot more fun to kind of layer it out and that's the fun thing you can get into is is because you can see through you can do a lot more fun things like one of my first pictures I did was a rainbow uh, vanilla cupcake and I, I saw that 
you know, color different batters <laughs> and I layered it out essentially. And when it bakes, you get this cool rainbow and it's really fun for kids. Or if you just want something a little different, you know, things like that. So there's so much you can do with it. It's almost a little bit too like overwhelming, but you know, even if you just got cake mix from a store, made it up, you know, put it in there and then got frosting and pie filling, for example, you could absolutely do that too and make it your own, but just cut down on the steps. Uh, do they go well at the market? They do. Yeah. It's just a little bit different because it's so hot and humid that it's just a little bit too much for this time of year. Um, so I'm actually starting to do um, little mini. I'm taking the jars. I'm taking the really the small ones, the four ounce ones, and I'm going to start doing cobbler in those because my pies have been doing really well. So it's just a matter of trying things up. But essentially, you can almost do any baked good in a jar. So it makes it kind of fun. <laughs> Well, and I like Eat Your Tart Out, too. We're going to have to try those. Uh, Jennifer's been dying to try them anyway, so we'll have to give those a try. Okay. Uh, and I've been loving uh, your blog, Eat Your Tart Out, because you also, and of course everybody that listens to this show knows I'm on this gluten-free, sugar-free diet now. Yeah. And uh, you have a gluten-free section, so I like that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no, not a problem. I mean, it's something that I've actually adapted a gluten-free diet in our, um, in our house um, but there's instances where I have a lot of people asking me for different things. And at my market, I do, you know, gluteny, delicious things. But uh, I just try to cut the gluten out. So it's nice that I can offer that up, too, because after listening to the episode you did where you're talking about your diet, uh, it's just something that I've noticed has helped me, even though I don't have a, a sensitivity to gluten. I just like eating that way. But in my blogs, I usually give an option for ways to do recipes gluten-free or with gluten. So even though it might say gluten-free, there's usually another opportunity for you to kind of find ways to incorporate what you would eat in your diet into a lot of them. And, you know, what makes what makes this diet, you can, gluten-free now, they have so many things now uh, that yes. help with that in the stores that I didn't have 10 years ago when I did it. But when you add sugar-free, that really does cut back. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the products you see, when you try and do both, then 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 you're you're somewhat limited in, in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you what, I've lost 15 pounds. I am very proud to say that uh, for the first time in probably almost 20 years, I'm under 190. So, wow! Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, that's after about six weeks. So that's uh, that's pretty good. That's one benefit of being on this diet. Yeah, but it's hard too because I can understand when we first went gluten free, you definitely miss out on a lot of things. And so it's, you and know, you, you probably notice it where we notice it. You go to restaurants and you go out with a group of people and they bring the bread around that looks yes. so good. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, my big thing is I've always been a sweets person. And so I've, I've found a lot of really, one of my things that I do at the market every week is I do a gluten-free and a vegan option. So not incorporating dairy is almost as hard as not incorporating sugar uh, so you've had to kind of go a, a lot of different ways to kind of come up with substitutions that still taste good and are appealing, you know. So I can understand that whole sugar-free thing. But it's, yeah, especially when you go out to eat and uh, even going over to a friend's house, it's sometimes like luckily for me I'm not gluten intolerant. But when you do go over to your friend's house, it's sometimes you just have to concede and yes, not did. make a big deal of it. But You're there right. are times when, yeah, you can go out to a restaurant and people are like, why are you eating rabbit food? And I'm 
you then you have to go into the spiel and it, it almost makes you feel or bad. You, you get a hamburger and you take it off the bun, you know, and <laughs> you don't eat the bun, you know, which right. is, you know, things that I've done in the past. Yep. But uh, yeah, you had a recipe here I really want to try and that's the cucumber and blueberry salad. That looked that's, really good. Yeah, that is one of those that I just, I found inspiration at my favorite store, Wegmans. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just thought, I'm like, all right, I have to do something with this. So I kind of mixed it up and added some more things. But I've got, I mean... Every week I'm putting up a new recipe of different things to do. So and I'm always looking for inspiration wherever I am. So that's one of those that I found in a grocery store. So, <laughs> Thank you, Kat, for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Eat your tart out. Cool little uh, blog, and it's a lot of fun. So I highly recommend everybody check it out. And it's Eat Your Tart, and tart is with an E, T-A-R-T-E, out.com. Is your horse not drinking enough? Whether it's from weather changes, minor illnesses, trailer and traveling stress, there are many reasons you will have a horse refuse to drink sufficiently. Yet being fully hydrated is the first line of defense against minor issues becoming major. There is a product that helps even the pickiest of drinkers drink more, all-natural horse quencher. Listen to what four-in-hand champion Chester Weber has to say about it. Since I was introduced to Horse Quencher, I've been wildly impressed with its ability to keep the horses in the water buckets drinking, and it's given me real peace of mind. One often doesn't know they need a product until they're introduced to it, and this was a product I didn't I didn't know I needed at all, but due to the traveling that we, we do, it, uh, it's been really helpful. It's also been very helpful with horses that, you know, are a little colicky or something like that. We'll always hang in buckets um, in their stall, you know, they'll drink more, and their general health will just be better. Take it from Chester Weber. Horse Quencher is the all-natural product you want to help your horses drink as much as they should. Find it at your local feed store or tack shop or online at horsequencher.com. That's horsequencher.com. Well, Helena, next up, we have somebody we've had on for years, and we absolutely love, love, love talking to her. Her name is Darlie Newman. She is the host of the Emmy Award-winning Equitrekking, and they just won another Daytime Emmy. And we have to congratulate her. We have every other time. So let's get her on, Darlie Newman. Well, welcome back, Darlie, and congratulations on another Emmy win, you Emmy hog, you. <laughs> I know my friend was saying, she said, well, you guys have won three. She goes, next year, if you don't win, she's like, we're going to think something's wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> now, you were nominated actually for three, and you ended up winning one, which ain't too shabby. Now, tell us what the three were for. We actually were nominated um, for writing. I was actually nominated for that one, as, as was Chip. Um, and, you know, we kind of knew we weren't going to win that one because we were up against the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh. <laughs> you know, she's pretty hard to beat. <laughs> she doesn't have half the ratings you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The staff of 20 <laughs> compared to the two of us, we were like, oh. A staff of hundreds, probably. Oh, I know, You'd I know. Be surprised. The writers, there are a lot of those, too. I, you know, I like, just, oh. the Tonight Show has 160 people full-time on staff. Oh my goodness! I mean, well, yeah, and there's there are three a lot of, of you. <laughs> yeah, even newspapers now that are starting to do video have like you know 
70 to 100 people working there. And I'm like, oh, we just have three for our broadcast. <laughs> and you travel. Show. They stay well, you home know in the studio. <laughs> but that might yeah. be working for you because, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen can really mess up the meal. So you have I, the simpler is better, right? Less is yeah. more. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I seriously, yeah, I think also- that might be it. That might be the secret. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I just gave we, it away. We're, we're, we're a good little team. We complement each other, and we're all, you know, we have all of our different talents, but we're multi-talented, so that's that's why we can do it. But we also were up for um, Best Travel Program, which we were excited about. Um, then that's an honor just to get that nomination. Obviously, they all are, but we did, we did not win that one. Um, it went to Jack Hanna, um, who I think everybody's heard of him because he's been around forever, so... I didn't know he still had a show. (laughs) I know. If you can stay on television for that long, hey, you should win. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't know he still had a show. I think the last time... The only place I ever see Jack Hanna is he makes appearances on all the talk shows and stuff. Yeah, and he's always bringing the animals on, which is nice. And you know, anytime you got got little fuzzy animals, you're going to win. Yeah, and you know, we did have some meerkats in our episode, so I thought... And ours ours was pretty (laughs) wildlife-centric, being in Botswana, so I thought, hey, maybe we have a chance, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you win for? What did you win for? We did win for photography. Again? Um, Wow, that's a third or fourth time, isn't it? It is. It's the third time. I mean, and obviously you've got... We're in beautiful locations, first of all. We've got horses, which are beautiful. And a beautiful host. (laughs) A beautiful host. (laughs) (laughs) And the people that we meet, as you guys know, they're just heartwarming. So I don't think you can watch the show and detach from all that together. So it really creates a nice package. And, and, you know, that's so we, again, we won for that one. So, you know, I I don't know what to say. Well, give your um, photographer a shout out here. Oh, Greg Barna is amazing. Like, we're the three of us have been traveling for years now, and it's just it's so nice because wherever we go, I think if you've seen any of our behind the scenes which we have on our website, you'll see that he's such a perfectionist, and that's why the photography looks so good. Um, and he makes sure the horses look good too. You'll see him like brushing horses in the middle of a shoot. <laughs> he's like, let me just uh, turn this way a little bit. <laughs> which, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, even though we're out in the wild, we try to keep the scenery nice, and he works hard at that. So, who'd you yeah. beat, by the way? Because you know the others we talked about who beat you. Here, let's just uh, rub it in a little. Who, who, yeah. Who'd you beat? Well, there's actually a show. Um, we beat another PBS show um, that's uh, it was called Over Hawaii, and they they basically fly over and do kind of aerials of different places. So, I mean, that's a beautiful show to watch, too. And Yeah, but Hawaii, from... who wants to see Hawaii? I mean, Hawaii, there's, there's yeah. No <laughs> Not that you're biased We did Hawaii, too. <laughs> have, you, have you been to Hawaii, Darlie? We did. We, um, all, we did the Big Island and Maui, um, okay. which, was, which was awesome, obviously. Uh, and that's a, that's a beautiful show. And we didn't submit those for the Emmys. It's all hard to choose each season because you have different shows, and you basically pick one to submit. Oh, is that um, how it works? That's how it works, yeah. And we picked Botswana. Botswana, when we filmed there, we filmed from, um, we actually did have a helicopter to film from for part of that episode, and we had boats um, that we were in in the water. I mean, because I'm horseback riding through the water and then on islands, so they would have to be following us in boats and then get off at these little islands and then go in on foot, and then some days they went up in a helicopter. So it was it was crazy to film it. Um I definitely deserve to win something <laughs> after all of that. 
<laughs> you have to think that when you hit the like send this button. Well, is it a button? How do you send your stuff in? Do you have to like package it up all official and yeah, or good old is fashioned it, way? You put it in the mail. <laughs> you put it in the mail. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. So you put it in the cake. mail, and the and the whole and the mailbox lid thingy or whatever the the postmaster takes it, and you're like, that better win. Do you, do you say <laughs> yeah. that like when it leaves your hands? You're like, that better win because that was like, worth it. That we worked so. No, I always say we worked so hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know, my daughter said that this weekend. She said, or last weekend, there was the states challenge. And, you know, they had to put all the states in the right places on the map of the United States. And they had to spell everything right. And she's like, I should have won first prize. I worked so hard on that. Aww. You know, and it did, you you feel like you should get some kind of Wait a minute. Shiny... I should be a millionaire. I've worked hard all my life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we all I feel know. that. Yeah. But that's a, yeah, that's a really, that's a... Uh, it's a very um, good feeling. You know, you want to win something, but you want to win it because you worked hard on it, not necessarily because you think uh, this thing is the greatest thing since sliced yeah, bread. Nobody else deserves it. Right. You put right. so much of yourself into it. You know, that's that's probably the best part about what you do is what you put into it. Now, how, right. And, you know, with, too, with shows like this and the reason they win is you, you talked about your photographer being the uh, being a perfectionist. You guys spend a heck of a lot more than we do in post-production, in, you know, in editing and, and editing and editing and editing. It, how, how long a process is that for each episode? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's weeks. It's weeks because there's so much footage when we come back, um, and I actually go through it all. <laughs> so I relive it many, many times, <laughs> relive the trip. So if anyone asks me what happened, I, I'll remember everything because <laughs> I've watched it like a thousand times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we come back and go through all this footage and, and start putting it together. And it's, it's a, for each episode, it's a couple of weeks because you have, you know, you're picking the shots, you're kind of writing the story, you're figuring out what music to go where, and you're, you're finding the music. Um, and then once you get into the, once you have like a rough cut is what they call it in the industry, then you take that and you've got to um, spiffy that up. So you've got to do color correction and um, sound mixing. And that's kind of fun with, with the show that we do because you think about, I, I actually work on that too because I want to make sure that it sounds, it sounds correct. Because we actually, when you hear us horseback riding somewhere, you hear us crunching through the forest on leaves or we're, like, pounding on sand. I have a little horse sound library that I've developed myself now, taking our best sounds and, like, saving them, and I'll actually have to sub them in in different places because you want to make sure it sounds right. And I know, you know, you guys know, you, you would know what it sounds like as horse people, but I feel like if people that aren't horse people were to do this show, it wouldn't sound right because they would think, oh, that sounds like horses. Or they like, no. put in the fake whinnies everywhere. Yes. It's like, oh, yes. we watch movies now, and every time there's a fake whinny, Jennifer jumps out of her chair and says, fake whinny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's sound libraries out there that you can purchase, and someday someone's going to purchase my horse sound library because I've got a really good one at this point. <laughs> and let me tell everybody that's making videos, horses do not whinny that much. I'm sorry, they just don't. No, no, they don't. They don't. And yeah, it's, it's, it, well, and in our show too, you know, you've got us talking and you actually hear the horses doing something. And so that makes it real too. So it's a really interesting process, but definitely a long process, but it's all worth it in the end because you have, you know, something 
different and unique and people can travel with us when they see it and have all these adventures. So it's really cool. That's why we'll never do video, Helena. I just don't have the patience to edit for weeks on end the same show. I know. It's one yeah. thing. There's just so many more variables when yeah. you've got moving pictures to go with the sound. It's, yeah. Plus, then I'd have to look at myself, and that'd be bad, too. So Yeah, that it, would be pretty bad, and I'd way. have to look at you, too. It's well, bad enough that I have to listen to you. But the radio, too. I mean, what you guys, in the, when I listen to NPR and they do these stories, they have to do a lot of sound stuff, too. It's, it's interesting. It's really technical. Yeah, but it's uh, easy, a lot easier, because you don't have to match it up with the pictures. <laughs> they don't have that's to match. true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We can now, you guys too. I mean, we're cutting it sometimes down to the word, you know, um, and, and you know, taking out things and doing that. And you guys are doing the same thing, only you you've really got to match. And what a lot of people don't realize, in a lot of those processes, the sound is separated from the video, and then they're put back together again at the end. That's what we do yeah. a lot because yeah. you know we're we're wearing um, a lot of shows film with a boom mic, which is the big mic they hold over people. With the fuzzy and, thing that looks like yeah. an animal, yeah. We don't. We film with um, what, what they're called lavalier mics, and we actually I, we wear them like either on our helmet or on our shirts or somewhere close to our head. Um, and so, you know, it's it's and we're doing active stuff. So a lot of times we have to take the sound out because you'll hear me like breathing. I was going to say you heard Darla going, <laughs> "I'm dying here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, it's hot." <laughs> Do you guys have I a blooper take reel? Some of that out, guys. <laughs> do you have a blooper reel? Oh yeah, we do. We have many. <laughs> I need to put together a new one too. But we have one. Um, we have a couple online, <laughs> and we do a lot of the behind the scenes, so you can kind of see. Um, it's 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 really funny. <laughs> I gotta give your photographer credit too, because we were watching Hurricane Hunters. I don't know if you've ever watched that show, um, and you know a lot of these shows that you watch. You think about it, you know, it looks like the hosts and everybody are doing the dangerous stuff. It's the photographer <laughs> that's crazy because he's holding the camera doing the dangerous stuff. You know, the rock climbing yeah. scenes and these Hurricane Hunter guys. And you hear the pilots going, okay, we're going in there. This is going to get really rough. You guys need to sit down. And they're talking to the photographers who are standing up beside him in the cockpit. You know, Yeah, like, no. <laughs> we get, um, just to get those cool angles, Greg will be in really weird places like sometimes and sometimes we don't know like we try to make him tell us when we're going to ride around a corner or something for the horse's benefit as much as ours and that's our benefit too right so but he'll be like up in the trees somewhere like hanging from something and we're like hey and then when he has to ride too that's a whole whole process and and you know he's riding with the camera so uh it's it's interesting (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you have to be a daredevil if you want to work on our show. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because he's crawling around where all the creepy crawly things are, too. I mean, that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I, I like when I'm on horseback and we're in the jungle and there are bugs everywhere that are crawling up from the ground. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're just kind of moving it along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep trotting. Just keep yeah, trotting. Yeah, maybe you guys can keep, like, catch up with us later. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a short scene here, people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, this is terrific. Congratulations again. Now, I guess Keep Winning Emmys helps uh, uh, PBS want to keep you on the air, too. That helps renew the show, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and it, it helps because it just it solidifies for all the different stations out there and, and everyone else that we're still doing quality stuff after all. We're not slacking off after all these years, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're still working hard. So. So when's when? What's next? I mean, what's coming up on uh, on the show? Uh, you know, is the season going now, or does it start soon? Or I know it's playing all the time, but I know you also have seasons. Yeah, it's playing all the time, and we're actually planning new stuff right now. We're looking at um, going somewhere else in Africa. I mean, after our amazing Botswana experience, you know, we really want to go back, and I'm looking at Zambia. I was going to say, I highly recommend you don't do anywhere in the north of Africa right now. They're kind of having a little bit of troubles. Yeah, no, we're not going to do, we're not going to go there. Um, But also, uh, another place we're working on is um, Eastern Europe, because we've never been uh, and I've been talking to a lot of people that have been coming back from Bulgaria, and I've been horse riding there um, and hearing amazing stuff. I've you know seen firsthand traveler like reviews, and people have been sending me photos, and I've been talking to people over there and and people here that are are Bulgarian, um, and they've got some really cool horse traditions. Um, I don't know if you guys have, there's the ancient horsemen of the Bulgar where they do um, riding and archery skills on horseback. Mm. And oh, so that's something I think that. would be really neat to highlight. And just the scenery with the mountains, um, all these little villages, people that I've talked to that have gone have stayed in monasteries and old monasteries and the kind of mountain chalet huts mm. up in the mm. mountains. So you can go to really cool, beautiful, remote places in their national parks um, on horseback. And I think that would be, and I'd rather be on horseback than hiking again. <laughs> so I think that sounds like a really cool thing to do. So we're working on planning those. Um, so it'll, you know, always something exotic. So we're, we're also asking people, if you guys have suggestions, let us know. I, I mean, do. I have one. I have one. Where? Uh, you should do the Mongol Derby. That's that thousand mile race across Mongolia. I think that'd be perfect. Do you want me to participate in it? Yes, that's right. I think it would make a great episode, don't you, Helena? I do. I do. Only I don't know how long to. I'd have to train for that one. It's kind I of heard insane about that, too. though. Yeah. Well, Mongolia, I would love to go to personally, and I'm always trying to find an angle to get there. It's so far, and it's kind of hard to get there, but that's one I'd like to do. I don't know about the Mongol Derby, though. Glenn, are you going to do it with me? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, it'd be two <laughs> dead peep Americans about halfway across. <laughs> uh, they uh, change horses, and you actually ride their horses, and they change horses, uh, you know, every day or so. Um, but you actually ride their little Mongol ponies. And uh, we've had people on the show who have done it, mm-hmm. and it's quite a thing. I mean, a 1,000 miles is a long way. <laughs> So long. Yeah, that's a really long way. What, what did they say about how they how they were feeling at the end of it? Uh, well, these guys had trained. I mean, they were they were endurance riders to begin with. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they really trained for it. But the, you know, they they'll go day and night, and you know, only sleep when they have to. And they're sleeping in these little uh, villages or little nomad, you know, areas of uh, uh, where where the nomads are and eating that food and. You know, some of them said that was harder than the race. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, the living is harder than the riding. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, a couple of them said, you know, one day you'll have a great pony, and the next day you'll have one that's a bolter and totally out of control, you know. That's exactly what I thought about when you said they switched throughout the trip. Can you imagine? That would be so interesting. You're like... I, can I have my pony back from yes. the other day, please? Yes. <laughs> can I have my pony back? I'm going to trade this one in. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll trade you. Yeah, it's like kids at school uh, <laughs> yes. during lunch. Like, you want yes. peanut butter and jelly? I got yeah. ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> you're riding up beside someone and you're like, no, no, this pony's great. You really ought to try him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darlie, tell everybody where they can find your, your stuff. Well, um, on your local PBS station, you can tune in to watch Equitrekking and on Create TV. And then you can also go on Equitrekking.com and look for your next vacation because we've got a lot of great choices. Now, didn't you have an outlet now, too, in uh, Europe? Because we have a lot of listeners over there. Yeah, actually, we're on Horse and Country TV as well in the U.K. and Ireland and, and other parts of Europe. So you can watch us over there now, too. Very good. Well, thank you, Darlie. Congratulations again. Woohoo! Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Elena. I love talking to you guys, so thanks oh, for including me. Same here. Same here. Well, thank you to Darlie for joining us again. We always appreciate it when she stops by. Next up, we have our Tack and Habits segment. This Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Chasing a Fox. You can find Chasing a Fox online at Facebook. Just search for Chasing a Fox. I know I got to tell you that Wendy over on the Dr. Wendy Ying over the host of the driving radio show out of the blue on our show last week talked about it and how she absolutely loves your Facebook page. Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of activity going on on our Facebook page and that's that's the point. It's supposed to be fun, fun style guide for well, just for anybody. <laughs> Women like to dream. Even if they can't afford it, they like to dream about what they wear. So. Well, we actually had, we featured a really nice um, men's jacket the other day. It was orange. It was bright orange. Oh, made a statement, yeah. huh? Well, you know, the whole, the post was about, you know, we've got nothing to fear but fear itself. But there are those of us who are deathly afraid of color. It's really hard to wear color. For, for some people, well, a lot of us are not used to attracting attention to ourselves. But it's funny because color makes people really happy, really happy. And when you wear color, you end up attracting a lot of good energy. So you should try it, Glenn. Go I do. Check out I the actually post. do. I wear, we wear a lot of the, the technical cooling shirts down here in Florida because it gets so hot. Yeah. Um, and the uh, last batch I bought where one was bright green and the other was bright blue. So, and Jennifer was wearing her bright yellow one when we went, uh, we went out alligator watching the other day. So I had my bright green when she had her bright yellow one. We looked like a neon, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we looked like the neon couple. And, and I was really af- hoping that the alligators didn't like bright green or bright yellow <laughs> myself. <laughs> they apparently didn't. So we were good. Well, our product today is just something little and quick that I came across on Facebook, and I had never heard of it. Have you ever heard of SG20? No. It's a guy who invented this, and it's a dual-component polyurethane adhesive. And what it's for is to repair your muck boots or your rubber boots. (gasps) You're kidding. I know. That's what I said. And he has videos on there how to use this stuff. So you go watch the video. He's a horse guy. He was actually sitting there with a pair of muck boots. You know, the, tall, the I have the half-size muck boots, not the really tall, the medium ones. Yeah, yeah. And the first day I used them, I cut them on a branch. A branch came and cut the outside of them. And they've been cut ever since, you know. And yeah. they've had this about one-inch-long cut. Well, I'm going to buy some of this stuff now because you can repair... And, and you can repair hunting, those tall boot, boots that the hunters wear, uh, any kind of rubber or tall boot. And he had a pair of muck boots, and he said he cut his on, on barbed wire. Oh. 
So he uh, he showed you exactly. It takes about a minute to use this SG20 stuff, and he showed you exactly how to do it in this video. Um, and it just looks easy, and it sets in an hour. So in an hour, you can wear your boots again. But, you know, we wear muck boots because we don't want the water and the slime and the muck getting in them. And if you have a cut in them, it tends to happen. So you want to be able to repair that cut. And here's the solution. I Who knew? Wow. I got to get it. I know. Every one of us has boots like that. And every one of us has a tear in our boot. So uh, well, stupid me. Money's been a little bit tight lately. So I went to Walmart and bought a uh, pair of like $15 rubber ones. boots. Yeah, cheap ones. And I'm like, well, I'm not really like doing a whole lot in them. So let's let's just see how long they last. Well, of course, they lasted like, you know, two months and they started they cracked and split on their own. And I've been wearing them that way <laughs> because I'm like, they're only two months old. I'm going to keep wearing them. And of course, my feet get wet when I go traipsing through the mud. So I'm going to get this stuff and put them on my $15 Walmart rubber boots. Well, there you go. This will cost more than your boots, probably. I think it's $19.95 for the tube, but as he said, tube lasts a long time. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's SG20, and you can find it at sg-20.com. sg-20.com. We'll put a link in our show notes. And it's the SG20 Muck Boot Repair. SG20. Yeah. So it looks Got like it. just a guy who invented it and is out selling it. So uh, we'll, we'll give him a little love here. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's those cute little, it's those cool little things that you find that are gems, you know, that really make your life so much easier. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Those yeah. little secret things. Little secret thing. Why are we telling people about I this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'll make as much as needed. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's uh, under quarantine or anything at this point. So we're probably good. Okay. Well, that's it. We're going to be back again next week with another episode. And uh, don't forget to see all of our show notes over at StableScoop.com. We'll have links to everything we talked about, including the SG20. And we love your feedback. Please do so at uh, StableScoop. uh, Or or you can leave us a message at StableScoop.com. Or you can uh, send us an email. And Helena can be emailed at... Helena at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Emailed at Helena at horseradionetwork.com. That's you can too? Yes, I can too. Yep. 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 Because uh, you have a better chance of getting an answer from Helena than me. (laughs) This Uh, is true. (laughs) Find us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collection. Crap. Many thanks to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Horse Quencher. We appreciate them being part of the show. And I just have one quick announcement here that uh, we have not announced on any of the other shows yet. So, uh, because I wanted to announce it on Stable Scoop first. Mm-hmm. And that is in a matter of a couple of weeks. We're testing it now. We are going to have an iPhone and Android app. The Horse Radio Network will have its first app. It'll be very simple and easy. You just download it to your iPhone or your Android phone. It, uh, you go in, you open it up, and right there on the homepage is the logos for all of our shows. You click Stable Scoop. It'll have the last 20 episodes. You click the episode you want, and you're going to be able to stream it or download it to your phone. So you can download it and listen to it later uh, when you don't have an, a good connection, or you can stream it if you're in a place where you have a good connection with your phone. And it's going to make it very, very simple and easy to listen to all of our shows on the app. Are you excited? Wicked. 
I know. We've been eating this for a long time, and uh, uh, we're finally getting it done. So it's just going to make it so much easier. You won't have to worry about iTunes and downloading it through iTunes and doing all the hassle there. This is just going to make it simple and easy, and you can hear the last 20 episodes of all of the different shows. So it should be very, very simple for you to do. This is the point where you say, oh, yay. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> well, I was going through my head, like, how simple would it be? Because <laughs> I need it to be simple. Yeah, it's simple. It's very simple. De- Jennifer has tested it, and she could figure it out. So it's very simple. Okay, good. And if it's Coach a- Jen tested, then I'm good with it. And she, you know, she has an iPhone with, like, no apps on it. So, you know, she's, she's not one, a big one for apps, but she figured it out in a matter of seconds. So we tried okay. to make it that simple. There's not a lot of crap in it. It's just our shows. So that's coming just, up. We'll let not you know. a lot of crap in it, just our shows. That's, that's right. assuming that our, our shows, shows aren't crap. crap. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's coming up. We'll let you know as soon as that's released, and you can find it on, on the iTunes store or the uh, Android store. So either one. That's it for this week, Helena. That is it for this week, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>